brand new again. I'm like, oh shit, is my audio all jacked up? Man, your audio is good. Your background's different. Where are you at? I'm at uh, Greg's house in Idaho. Well, that's fun. What are you doing out there? Nothing. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> Today I did two podcasts. I napped twice. We got in the car to drive somewhere, and then and then we couldn't really drive anywhere because there was too much ice on the road. Yeah, the house is like twelve or 13,000 square feet. I didn't see my kids all day. I had like eight sparkling waters. It's been, it's been just nuts. Nap, sparkling waters, a little bit of it's, snow. Yeah. And two podcasts. Ton of snow. Ton of snow, yeah. <laughs> and three podcasts, even a nighttime one with Kyra Milligan. Nice. The best one. Just kidding. That, no, best for last. No, no, no. I think it's going to be the best <laughs> one too. Hey, um, how is your audio so good? What are you using? Do you have ear, earbuds in? What do you, how, why is your audio so good? Yeah, I have beats in. I'm in Kiefer's studio work space. So Dude, he has this, the ring camera is, here, beats headphones. Yeah, this is incredible. Could you pull your hair up so I could see him? Dang. Are they new? I cannot believe how good no, your audio is. No, I'm pretty sure is. they're That's old. Nuts. I actually think one of our dogs ate one of them at one time. So <laughs> Yeah, dang. It sounds it sounds great. So many people have tried so many different things and um I, I, did, does her audio sound crazy good you guys? It's nuts. Better than see? the uh Just beats. Uh, okay. It's okay. It's probably oh, my audio voice. good for you, Seven. Fine. <laughs> Do, do they call Kiefer Chief Keith? They, they do. Hi, Zane. <laughs> Chief Keith. Oh, all right. All right. All right. Um, where are you? I'm in Vegas. In, uh, okay. Las Vegas, California, yep. Nevada. Is that home for you? Yeah, it's home. It's been home for the last two plus years, I think. And uh, and where were you born? So, well, I was born in Utah, but I went to college in Salt Lake. And Utah also. So you're born and raised. Yeah. You're you're so you're Mormon. No, but born and no. raised in Utah. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. Uh, uh, what's that like? So you, so you're a foreigner. You're you're a foreigner in a foreign land, right? I, I mean, felt you... like it. Yeah. I mean, my entire like. So I grew up in a really small town. Like graduating class is 22, but like, yeah. 22, <laughs> like, 22 in your high school class. 22 in my high school class, and okay. only two of us were not Mormon. Wow, crazy! Is is are, um is is it cool? Is it fine? Or do, are you are you considered the weirdos and you guys have to play by yourself and stuff? <laughs> no, I think I think growing up we were probably considered like weirdos for sure. But like now everything is great there. People are way more accepting, and it's it's a cool place to live now. But when I went to Salt Lake, it was nice there. I definitely loved moving away from home. Uh, what's the name of the town you lived in? Orderville. It's down by Zion National Park. It was like 12 miles from the eastern entrance. Order? Like O-R-D-E-R-ville? Yeah. Orderville. And um, how did your parents end up in a uh, in Utah, in Orderville? Uh, my dad was a military kid, so they moved around a ton. And then I can't remember at what age, but like he found this family that absolutely loved him. And he just decided, like, hey, I'm moving in with you guys. And they took him in as his own, and he just stayed there. Say that again. You broke up a little bit. Whose family took him in? Uh, just a family that loved my dad. They decided that he was now one of them, and he just ended up living with them because he didn't want to move anymore. Did he end up marrying one of their daughters, and that's your mom? <laughs> no. Uh, he actually – my mom owned a, like a Best Western, and he ended up working for her, and that's how they met. Wow. Your mom owned a Best Western. 
Whenever I think of people owning uh, hotels and small, in, in the Best Western was in Orderville, Mount Carmel. Same thing. Is that a same sp- small town? Okay. <laughs> and, and how close is it to Orderville? Five miles. Wow. <laughs> how does your mom end up owning a Best Western? She she's seen some crazy shit. I bet. I think she like she was just born into it. It's always been in my family for a while. So and, I and worked so she- from, since I was like five. You worked at the Best Western too. I worked there at the Chevron. Like we have like a golf course and everything. So all of us kids were put to work early. So the family has a Chevron, a golf course, and uh, a Best Western. Yep. And um, and what did your dad do at the Best Western? So he manages it. He basically runs the Chevron and then the Best Western part. And then there's like a restaurant, um, gift shop part. And the other part of my family runs that. Small family. Um, uh, does the does the gift shop have little pocket knives and little flashlights and like all keychains that like have nail clippers and shit like that? Yeah, the weirdest things like the rock can't like the rock chocolate in a jar. Anything you yeah. can think of, they have it. Oh, my kids would love that. We, uh, we just drove. We just drove sixteen hundred miles or whatever, and we stopped at every loves. And I think I spent like three hundred dollars on little pocket knives and nail clippers and flashlights and all the dumb shit you could. Every time we stopped, they jumped out and picked something. That's okay. If it keeps them entertained on that long of a car ride, five dollars is worth it. Not a not a peep. Hey, but <laughs> what did your dad do at the Best Western when he first started there? Um, I think he worked at the Chevron, the gas station. So he just worked as like a cashier. That, that's that's crazy. Oh, hold on a sec. Uh, Victoria, who is this? She's cute. Hold, we're we're getting to it. We, we're yeah. Hi. <laughs> hey. Hey. What's up? Hi. Um, we're getting Vittorio chill. We're getting to it. Easy, easy. Don't be so aggressive. We're getting to, we're trying to figure out who she is. Um, when you say your mom owned the best Western, did she like outright own it or she, she owned it like with like three of her siblings? Uh, owned it with like her siblings. Yeah. Siblings. Like extended family type thing. And so like my dad owns it now and he owns it with some of my mom's siblings. Is your mom still alive? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they're still together? No. Oh, oh wow, oh, wow! But they still work together. No, no, no. She's she's out of the picture now. But my oh, dad owns shit. it. He does great down there. Yeah. It, but with her family. Hmm. Wow, wow. It, I, I was just thinking, like, imagine get being a getting a job at the Best Western, and then hooking up with the owner. I mean, th- that's just like, I mean, that's just a score. Your dad scored. Sure. Mm-hmm. He'd yeah. probably flirt with you for sure. My dad's a big flirt. It's it's like um, maybe you're doing the same thing. You uh, it was key for your coach before he was your boyfriend. Um, maybe you're following no. in your dad's bus- <laughs> footsteps. You're trying to get a piece of the gym. He was definitely my boyfriend ish thing, and then he started coaching me, and then I think we started dating. Wow. I want I, I want to go back to the to the to the family thing in a second. Before, uh, but I want to talk about your relationship with Kiefer too. Um, uh. Do you think you're going to end up in Orderville? Like you and Kiefer will be like working at the, no. Absolutely no. not. I, no. I graduated high school in 2014 and I think I've been home twice since then. Oh, okay. <laughs> when you go home, do you stay at the Best Western? No, I stay with my dad. Oh, okay. You and Kiefer don't get a room at the Best Western? I have actually never taken him home yet. Oh, wow. I know. How long, wait, you should, he's, he's a catch. He's a, he's a prized specimen. Oh, no, my dad's met him multiple times. My dad was up yesterday. He would rather okay. come drive and see us than 
us go there because there's just not a lot to do down there. Right. He wants to get out of the, the small yeah. town. Who stays <laughs> at the Best Western in Orderville? What, what, if the, what's there to do there? Why are people going there? Zion National Park. So it's like in oh, the heart right. of like all the parks. You have like Bryce Canyon, Grand Canyon, and Zion. So it's like the perfect location. So a lot of okay. tourists. Okay, plug for the Best Western. Anyone who's going to uh, Zion, and uh, and then and you could throw uh, Kyra's uh, name out and get five percent discount on your room. No, seriously, it's my favorite thing when people go down there and they're like, "Oh, like," because my dad will usually like be repping one of my shirts or like one of my sponsor shirts, and they'll point it out, and then they'll just usually start talking, and he loves it. He doesn't do CrossFit himself, but he will come to every single one of my competitions, so he knows like everything that happens, and he loves bragging about me. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I would love bragging about you too. I hope I can brag about my kids more as they get older. Um, what, what's the biggest competition you've been in Kyra? Uh, Rogue Invitational. And, uh, and, and what year was that? Was that this year? Yeah. And how did you do? Uh, not, I mean, fine, not great, but Tell fine me. against place, all of them. Place? I think I got 18th. I took okay. three top eight finishes, I believe. And then didn't do great on the other ones <laughs> but it was cool and, to be and, out there and is that is that is that your first time at rogue yeah mm-hmm. first time trying first time doing it it's like so last year i went and watched it and i told everybody i was going to be out there to compete like i i literally even posted about it i was like one of these years i'm going to be out here and then it, it happened this year so it was a really cool thing for me and, and how old are you i'm 26 I, I saw in 2000, your first post on your Instagram was from oh, 2016. No. It was from 2016. And I, I, I can't remember the movement, but I think it was a, I think it was a squat clean and jerk maybe. And it was 180 pounds. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. That's, I, that's insane. I had somebody staying with us the last two weeks and we both went on a deep dive on our Instagrams. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Wow. What happened to all your posts before then? Is that what did, did you just get on Instagram late or did you did you did you get rid of all this shit? Like because most people get, came on around 2012. Um, I actually have like my personal account. And then one of the coaches at like my first box, he told me I should start a CrossFit account. So this was my separate one. Are you glad you did that? Yeah, I thought it was going to be a really horrible thing. But he was like, you know, it's going to keep you accountable like something for you just to do. And turns out it was one of the best things that I ever did. Yeah. And, and, and who came up with the name quads, quads like uh, Kyra? Um, my old like first box coach, his name's Seth. And did he steal that from um, uh, biceps like Briggs? Probably actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's awesome yeah it, the whole and she stole it from someone it's, it's awesome yeah but like when he said it, i was like i guess that makes sense like i can't not do that uh barry barry oh hi uh oh hi kyra barry's hi, a reg barry's a regular listener of the show he likes to oh for sure don't worry keeper uh, watches your show all the time i know all of your regular comments okay good okay good i gotta have keep i gotta have keeper on too you should he would love it and are you're at under you're with underdogs yeah mm-hmm. um let's go back to uh kyra as a as a as a young little girl do you have siblings i do i have two older sisters and then a little brother okay so you're uh smashed in the middle there yeah favorite child for sure oh yeah well uh that's what um uh dylan told me uh ariel's uh 
husband told me he was the favorite child too. I wonder if I'm the favorite child. I never thought of that. If I'm the favorite child, you're the favorite child of both your parents. Oh, for sure. Yeah. In my dad's phone, it literally says favorite child. I put it there, but he hasn't changed it. So. Wow. Did that, did that damage the other three kids? No, they're fine. They know. (laughs) (laughs) My dad always like, so he always wanted a boy. And so he got us three girls first and then he wanted a boy to be the athlete. And I'm the only athlete now in the family. So they know that I'm the favorite. You did it. All right. And and um, tell me about childhood. Were, were you an athlete at a young age? I played basketball. So I did basketball. I did gymnastics for a long time. You wouldn't be able to tell with my CrossFit experience, but did gymnastics. But basketball is my favorite thing. And how long did you do gymnastics? Um, I think until I was, I'd say like 14. And, and you started when? Probably as early as you can start. Um, like four, five, closest, three, four, five. Yeah, something like that. Um, when I started getting good, my dad would drive me like an hour and a half to like a really good place twice a week for it. Wow, that's crazy! And, yeah. and, and you were consistent eleven years of just consistent gymnastics. I think so. Sounds about right. I can't walk on my hands. It's actually one of my worst things in CrossFit, so it didn't really do much for me. <laughs> Yeah. In um, traditional gymnastics training, they, but you guys don't spend much time upside down on your hands though, right? Yeah, you do. You do? Like I did when I was a kid. You, you, even walking on your hands, you do that in traditional gymnastics? I think so. At least we did. Okay. But again, came from a small town. We probably did stuff weird. Yeah. And and, and did you compete? No. Mm-mm. And but But basketball you competed? Yeah. <laughs> and, and how long did you do that? Um, I, until, until I graduated high school, I actually ended up getting a scholarship for college. It was only for like a community college and I already had my associate, so I didn't take it, but it was probably one of my biggest regrets was not going to do that. Tell me, how come why? Uh, why it's my, one of my biggest regrets? Yeah. Why do you regret, why do you think you should have done that? Cause it would have just been cool for the experience, but I was thinking more so like, well, I already have my associates. Like I don't want to go to community college and just take classes to take classes like I just want to get my degree and start becoming like a big kid and get a house all that stuff and now looking back I'm like I really should have done that it would have been really cool what did you do instead when you turned 19 or I'm guessing 19 or 20 what did you do instead um so I graduated when I was 17 and then I am now a dental hygienist okay so you graduated 17 and then rushed rushed through to get your associate's degree you got it quick my bachelor's yeah your bachelor's degree oh okay because you went up to college up at salt lake city Mm -hmm. and then and and then how did you get the scholarship from there after you got your bachelor's degree then you got your scholarship to city college no no i got it when i was in high school so okay just coming out okay yeah i could have went to like i think it was like denver or something to go play just again a community college still would have been fun but instead i just wanted to go and get my degree and and how did how does that work? Would you um you would have gone there? Uh, the community college basketball program would have been two years, and then you would have gone to get gone yeah. to get your bachelor's. Yeah. Were you were you good at school? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I definitely wasn't like straight A's, but I didn't really have to study until I went to college. <laughs> so when you have and, a graduating you, class of twenty two, you all just kind of pass easily. Okay. Okay. Damn, I needed one of those. I think I was graduating <laughs> class of like. 800 or something. I did not graduate yeah, no. easy. 
I barely graduated. Did, did um so so do you sit do are you cleaning teeth now? Mm-hmm. Yep. I usually just work on Mondays. Um not a lot during the season, but I'll try to work a lot on like Mondays and Thursdays for our rest days. Um uh, do people request you? No. Well, kind of. So I have like I have two offices that I work for. And I'll just text them and I'll say like, hey, like I'm available this day and this time. And then they'll fill up their schedule for me for like the people who either really like me or people who are like on the wait list. So it's pretty right. nice. <laughs> yeah, that, that is nice. Um, I, I like having the same person over and over. Oh, yeah. I love like when I was doing it full time, I loved my patients. You when did? I, yeah. When I had to move from Salt Lake and came up here, like I think I cried with like four of them saying goodbye. Oh, wow. 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 And um, that's a, that's a pretty um, tedious job. That's like, you're really focused and you're in, you're kind of in a weird body position for a shitload of hours, right? Yeah. Lots of hours bent over, but I love it. I actually really like to talk with people who can't talk back and then I can just, oh. just keep talking. Oh, uh, <laughs> you, you know, I'm coming out with a tooth powder. Really? Have you ever brushed with tooth powder? I haven't. Wow. You'll have to send it to me and I'll give you my honest feedback. Yeah, wow. So I I, I did a deep dive into fluoride. And it, it, it does it does uh, increase the enamel on your teeth. It cre- like increases the strength, yeah. Yeah. But it's a but it's a straight neurotoxin. It's just straight poison. Uh, in, in all the studies and all the kids that OD'd on fluoride, they all had a lower IQ of like six points. It's crazy. It's like it was like unequivocal. There was no like, well, those 10 kids didn't. No, it was just like thousands. You know what I mean? I, I can't wait to show you the tooth powder. You got to look into <laughs> tooth powder. Afterwards, I'm going to send you a link, but I'm also going to send you uh, some tooth powder. It's basically once you start brushing with tooth powder, you can't go back. You won't even believe how it makes your teeth feel. And you get the toothbrush wet. It's going to be called Matuthian because my last name is Matosian. Okay. Okay. I like it. And you get your toothbrush wet and you bang it on the side of the sink. And then you put it in the powder. And the powder is just uh, crushed egg cells, eggshells, bentonite clay, and a little bit of salt. Interesting. And, and the, okay. And the thing is, is my, my sister and my mom have like the whitest teeth ever. And I always knew that they had like crazy white teeth. I'm like, how the fuck do they have such white teeth? How are their teeth so nice? They're, they're coffee addicts. And they're like, oh, we just brush our teeth with baking soda. And I had oh. heard that for like 10 years. I'm like, I'm never doing that. That sounds horrible. And then I started getting into fluoride. And then my sister got me some of this powdered toothpaste. And I'm like addicted. And then I'm like, I'm like, my kids are going to hate this. And my kids started using it. And they're like, holy shit. This shit's amazing. Do you have really white teeth I can't now? wait. Uh, really I don't know. They're, they're not. I don't, they're just normal white. Yeah, they look white from here. Yeah, they're normal white, but they but they weren't normal white. I had like I always had plaque on the insides of my bottom teeth, oh, and on the yeah. bottom they'd be yellow, and all that shit's gone. Okay, that's good. That means you're actually yeah. brushing correctly too. That's good. Yeah, I always love when I like whenever I meet somebody and I finally tell them I like a dental hygienist. They always like cover their mouth. I'm like, don't worry. I've like already looked behind your teeth. Like I know how clean you are as a human. It's fine. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, my teeth are all, uh, whenever I go to the dentist, it's crazy. Cause I think I have really shitty teeth. Um, they're just all, cause I got punched in the face and they're all chipped and shit and fucked up. But whenever I don't have any cavities and whenever I go to the dentist, they're like, man, what are you doing? You have just amazing teeth. But I think it's just cause I don't eat like an asshole. And good genetics too, but probably that too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. Because my mom yeah. and my uh, sister have, yeah. 
what do you mean by that good genetics how what what part do genetics play in teeth uh so like your teeth can depend on a lot of things like the like your hygiene if you're using fluoride or not and the genetics it just traits passed on like some mm -hmm. i've had a lot of patients who they come in and they do not brush their teeth ever like that stuff that you had like on the back of your teeth like that's all over every time i see them but once I clean all that off, they won't have any cavities because they have really good genetics. And then oh I'll yeah, have, yeah, yeah. And all patients they would that always do clean absolutely off. everything perfect, and they have a million cavities. And it's just wow, the luck of the draw. <laughs> yeah, crazy. I would brush my teeth like five times a day, and I still would have that plaque on. I would, and I would go to the dentist three times a year, and my teeth would still just have just on these bottom ones. They would just have shitloads of plaque, and they said yeah. it was, had something to do with my saliva. Yeah, it would be like a wall, like it would be like a wall of plaque. It just turned into one tooth. Those are my favorite patients to clean. I love it. <laughs> just getting off the I, Yeah, when you just like hit it and it just shatters. Oh, they hate it, but it makes me so happy. Or the oh. patients that like, I love giving injections. So when I get to get somebody numb, I get really excited. Wow, that's cool. I like it that you like that. Wow. Um. Uh. Do you, what about ingrown hairs on uh, Kiefer's back? Or are you good at that stuff too? No, I'm no? Not, I can't. No, no. Isn't that kind of in the same family? It's like small. It's like uh, fulfilling and uh, uh, detailed work and um, uh, and helping other people. Not even like pimples. I'm just talking about like an in ingrown hair. You know, like when you have a black head and you pop it and the hair was like you see it yeah, comes out. And it's just a geez. hair that grew the wrong way. I can't do that stuff. Like uh -huh. even when like somebody will show me like like their bloody thumb or something, it grosses me out. But like oh. when I clean somebody's mouth, right, it's usually pretty bloody if they're not taking good care of it and i love it it's just different <laughs> um uh, uh this guy crossfit says crossfit says uh, one of your main salivary glands is right there Savon. it's interesting too um there was this person in my life and whenever i was around them i would start to salivate this one person was she so cute? i always had she she was very attractive but i wasn't attracted to her at all like that but she was she very attractive <laughs> I, I don't i don't remember her smell well because you know like when you smell like something then you want to eat it not yeah. saying that but yeah 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 like, no, 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 like no, I yeah <laughs> yeah crazy and, and and i couldn't talk to her because I, I would start producing so much saliva that i always had to swallow oh, not dave castro not not dave castro great guess uh, not katie not katie uh henniger another great guess I, I appreciate the guesses you guys are all very close Super close. It was weird. I've never told anyone who I've never, I don't even know if I've ever shared that story with anyone. I don't even How think my wife you? knows that story. Uh, 51. Oh, so you just tell it was your wife. Every time you see your wife, you just get really nervous. And I start That's salivating. It. I start having to yeah. swallow a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Miranda? No, not Miranda. No, no, no. I don't have sweaty hands or feet. I'm not, no. I don't get any sweat on my hands or my feet. I don't think I'd be able to handle that. I don't like sticky stuff or anything oh, on my hands. I get super hand sweaty hands. Yeah? Yeah. When I get nervous, it, it gets so bad. Like, I would, when we were, like, super young, I would never hold hands with boys when I was nervous because my hands would just be so sweaty. And I was like, oh, don't touch me. Oh, and they would think it was them, but it was really yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> the story story of uh, um, everyone's life. They think it's them, but it's so not. Bad. It's the other person. Um, what do you think in basketball, the, 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 the second CrossFit games champ, Katie Henniger, speaking of Katie was a, um, basketball superstar. 
I, I think she was, I think she's in the Ohio state hall of fame. Oh, and, cool. and I think she was probably, I think she was drafted into the WNBA. And when I filmed with her, like in 2008 or nine, she, uh, her basketball skills were crazy. Like she could make a, a basket from anywhere over beams that were in the rogue gym. She could do anything. And her agility was crazy. And the, and the reason why she probably, I don't know if she would agree with this, but the reason why she won the 2008 games was because everything was in that four minute time domain or something like that. And she said, she, I think she told me this actually, now that I think about it, she, in basketball, you work as hard as you can for four, four, sorry, four minute time domain. You work as hard as you can for four minutes and then you always get a break. She said she would, you would never go more than four minutes for whatever reason. I actually never I thought you, about that. I mean, but, just until somebody calls a timeout or your coach tells you to stop running. But Right. I, and I don't know the nuances of the game. Maybe it's six minutes, maybe it's five minutes, but for some reason she said the longest you would ever play straight as hard as you can would be for four minutes. And then there would be some sort of stoppage. Yeah. I mean, that you, makes sense. Like somebody hits like the ball, there's a foul, something like that. You're going to stop. Do, do, what do you, what do you think you brought from, was metabolic conditioning better from basketball or gymnastics that transferred over to CrossFit? I'd probably say basketball. And what else do you think you brought from that sport? I don't know. Definitely, like, I'm more of, like, a fast-twitch athlete for sure. So I think that has played a huge role in it. Um, also, probably the fact that I hate long-distance running. And you didn't have to do that in basketball. But I don't know. And just working what about- hard. Like, I loved it. What about the fact that basketball is a um, team sport? All my kids do individual sports. They don't do any team sports. And basketball is a team sport, and, and you said you like that a lot, maybe more than gymnastics, right? But gymnastics is just straight individual, and now you're doing individual. Do, do, you, do you miss the team, the team part of basketball? Uh, no, I would definitely say I'm more of an individual athlete when it comes to CrossFit. Yeah. Okay. And, 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 and what about this? What about the fact that in basketball someone's trying to stop you? From oh, what I you're trying it. to do, you do love, love that, it. but you don't really, you don't get that in CrossFit. In CrossFit, there's no one trying to stop you. Oh uh, yeah, I would say your competitors, right? Like they're trying to like, and you, you just the, always want to win. <laughs> you want to. You do. You all. do. You do. Yeah, you do want to win, but like, um, I, I, what made me think of this is I remember Chris Spieler saying, "Hey, I love CrossFit. I come from a wrestling background, and the entire sport is about some other dude trying to stop you from what you want to do." And then CrossFit, no one's trying to stop you. And that's why he, he and he actually preferred the events with no weights because it was just you. That makes sense. I'm the opposite. I prefer the ones where there are heavy weights. So you get like a little bit of an okay if you stop. Yeah, yeah, okay. So so <laughs> is, is is that is that the, is that your is that is, is that where you're working? Is that where you're working? Um uh the longer time domains? The uh, I would say like short to moderate um i like sprinty stuff and i like probably like 20 minutes yeah moderate's probably my least favorite to do like those 15 minute ones and and then what about even longer what about like the 40 minute ones what about these like fucking crazy murphs that people do at the games i like them yeah i wouldn't say like they're my best by any means but i do like them especially if you're not doing it by yourself um, before rogue what was your highest level of competition uh the games on a team with mayhem last year but that that was with angelo yeah and and who else was on that team uh sam demeester and then zoe jones and how was that experience 
it was cool. It was really cool. I moved out there for the summer. Um, Keeper, me and my two dogs, we drove from Vegas to Cookville and just kind of like moved our life there for the team. And it was a cool experience, but super excited. I'm back home, back with the underdogs and ready to train for individual. What was your first competition ever? Um, semis three years ago. And that 2021. was... Yeah, I think so. 2021, I did MAC. And then 22, I did MAC again. And then last year, I was on a team. In, 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 the, um, in 2022, when you did the MAC, um, how close did you get? I actually placed like 14th both times. Oh, both times. Yeah. <laughs> um, in 2016, it, when you're doing that um, 180 pounds, I can't remember if it was a clean or a squat cleaner, but 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 you're yanking it off the ground and for sure at least catching it in the front rack. And um, at that point, do you know you're like, wow, I'm I'm the strongest person in this gym and the three gyms in the town, and like I I, I need to I, I could actually do this competitively. Uh, no, I, that was actually my first, like, I want to say two months into CrossFit. Like, yeah. So I wasn't doing CrossFit that long, but was always pretty strong. I didn't actually know I wanted to compete until I'd probably say like right before semis when I made it, like me and three other people at the gym I was at, we wanted to put together a team to try to go. And then the, like, we just ended up doing like the individual ones just for fun. And I ended up qualifying and they were like, please go, like, go do it, go have fun. And then like after that competition, I was like, okay, like I want to take this a little bit more seriously. And where was that gym? That was in Murray, Utah. And is that just outside of uh, uh, Salt Lake? Yeah. It's like 10 minutes from Salt Lake. Did you ever train with uh, Tommy Hackenbrook? No. Um, when no. he's here. Yeah. Like he'll, he'll coach a couple athletes here and I'll come. And oh, he's him, an underdogs I, guy too. Yeah. I didn't know him when he was in Utah though. Wow. What a small world. Maybe I did know that <laughs> and I had forgotten that. Holy shit. Wow. Cotler's put together quite the team. Holy cow. Yep. We have a pretty good crew over here for sure. Who, who are the coaches over there? Cotler, Kiefer, Tommy. So Tommy doesn't come in that much, um, but he will come in like when he has athletes, like he has a games team that comes in every year and he'll be in. But there's Kiefer, Justin, and then a guy named Brendan Snyder. Okay. So we have three in-house coaches. Um, from 2000 to 2021, when you went for uh, – was it 2021 you went to the semis in, as a team? Mm-hmm. Oh, as a team? Yeah. Last year. Yeah, but didn't you say um, you, you qualified to go as a team? Oh, that was that just a quarterfinals? Yeah, yeah, we were going to put together a team, but then I made it as an individual, and they just ah, told me to go. They're like, we were ah, just doing okay. it for you, like, just go, have fun. Okay, I didn't catch that. Okay, awesome. So from 2016 to 2021, what was your uh, trajectory like? Did you ever plateau, or did you ever uh, uh, backslide, or was it just a constant growth? Um, I actually don't know. So, like, I would train with a lot of people. I would do, like, some classes, but, like, so when I was going to school after UVU, I went to a dental hygiene school and it was Monday through Thursday like eight to five and so I would just go train at like six in the morning because then I would have to work before and after that so I didn't really know I would just go in lift do the class metcon maybe do like another piece after but I didn't really know like where my fitness was until that first semis and, and, and why were you training why were you doing um crossfit why not just um like like why were you doing that 
um, somebody that I knew. So I was, I thought that I wanted to do like a bodybuilding show once. And I realized that like, I don't have like that willpower to do it. Like I love food too much. And so somebody I know went into the CrossFit gym and they came home and they're like, Hey, like, I'm really good at this. I was like, Ooh, okay. Like I bet I'm really good too. So I went to the gym first time they were doing like back squats. And I think I was like out squatting all of the boys and everybody wow. was like hyping me up. And I was like, I could be here. This is my kind of place. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. Um, in, in, did you do back squatting as a, uh, in high school? How, when was the first time you ever, in, someone introduced you to the back squat? I mean, like I, so I've always like worked out, but I don't think I ever put more than like 185 on a bar. Cause I would go to like a normal global gym. Uh-huh. I was like, Oh, like I just want to be like skinny and you know, look like all these other girls and none of them are lifting this weight. And so until I went to that gym, when I would like put weight on, they'd be like, okay, like add more, you're stronger. And so it wasn't until CrossFit when I just started be- like leaning into my strength. God, that's awesome. I, 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 I love that. Who, who did you go to the global gym with? Did you go by yourself? I uh, know a couple of us from like school and then the guy I was dating at the time back then. But I, when I would go to the global gym, I would never go by myself. I hated going there by myself. I always felt like out of place. Really? Always? Always. <laughs> what if you were on the road? You wouldn't just go into like a Planet Fitness or something and just pay the 20 bucks and go in by yourself? No. Mm-mm. And um, from, did you know, did you, do you work out? Do you know why you work out? Like, do you work out to stay healthy? Do you work out to uh, release stress? Do you work out because you want to stay, um, keep your body looking a certain way? Do you know why you do it? I mean, um, going not now, but I meant for back sure. Then. But like yeah. back then, it was more so like to release stress. Like I was going to school and working full time, and I just needed something that was mine, something that I could just like get away from the house and like studying. And, and I and I guess and I guess you like moving. You found from a young age. You found. Um, I guess the meditation that is movement, right? Yeah. Tons of eye really coordination <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and competitive. Okay. Did, did you ever, and did, what was your, uh, what was kind of your highlight in high school? If you got a scholarship to a city college, what was your highlight in high school basketball? Um, I mean, that was it. I don't think a lot of, I actually don't know anybody else from my small town that could say they got a scholarship for basketball or like the option for a scholarship. I could, but be what wrong. did they see? Were you like a three point queen or or did you did you guys uh, win the state title or county title or our team actually wasn't even that good i was just a point guard and a shooting guard and somebody came up to me and my dad after one of like our state games mm-hmm. and they were just talking to us and my dad even was like her you you want to talk to her about this and it just kind of progressed from there and yeah it's cool that that's interesting so it was a scout from a city college in denver who yeah denver wow. something like that yeah what a trip. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, that's super cool. Especially to be able to say, like, I'm 5'2 with shoes on. So when I'm like, yeah, I played basketball. That's how tall you I are? You're 5'2". 5'2 with shoes on. And how much do you weigh? I weigh 143, 145. Trying to it get to is, 150. Uh, yeah, good on, yeah, good on you. Dude, um, what's the lightest you've ever been when you've been 5'2"? 117. You know? When I first started CrossFit, I weighed 117 pounds. Yeah, so, if you scroll back far enough, you can see like where I am, like still really muscular, but tiny. And I was probably eating like 1200 calories. Cause again, when I would go to the global gyms, like I just wanted to be small and look like all the other girls. 
so from 2016 to um, 2000, oh, sorry, yeah, 2016 to 2024, in eight years, you put on about 25 pounds. Let's say 20 pounds of that is muscle. Uh, that would be, um, how many years did I say? Eight. So, oh God, wow. Yeah. So, God, imagine that. That's how hard you've been working. You get yeah. two pounds of fu- and a little bit of change of muscle every year. I mean, thankfully, like I, again, I have really good genetics. Like there's yeah. a ballerina picture that I've just posted the other day and my legs are massive in it. Like I've always had big quads and it's well, thankfully just comes natural to me. Well, well, I mean, that's not, those aren't massive gains. I mean, some people put on like five or seven pounds of muscle in a year. I mean, so yeah. you work for every single bit that you have. That's a, that it, the reason why I'm, I keep digging and what I'm eventually getting to is I'm just thinking of how hard you've worked. You started in 2016, a new sport, and now it's 2024. You're eight years in, and now you're like, okay, I have the baseline now. I'm going to try to strike to go to the games. I'm assuming. I'm, I'm assuming that's the goal now. Yeah, it definitely is. And up until I would say this year, I wouldn't ever think that I would have a chance at like at an individual spot to the games. And this year, I think there's a good chance for that. So I'm really excited. Um, nervous um, but really excited <laughs> yeah 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 Fuck, nervous is all get out um tell me about tell me about rogue so um i, I don't really know how rogue works i i know that they invite people and mm-hmm. then i know that there's a qualifier and you and since you didn't go to the games i'm guessing you came up through the qualifier yep came up through the qualifier and, then we, and we find out say that again online qualifier and all and, and I always hear all these stories, the kind of the group of guys I hang out with, we're always looking at all the people who do the all online qualifier and like they fuck up, like their camera fell over or they 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 didn't cross a line somewhere. It sounds like the most nerve wracking thing in the fucking world. I would hate it. It's absolutely so- terrifying. And if I was anywhere but my gym, I probably wouldn't do it. Like I had everyone there th- through the weekend, like weighing my dumbbells, making sure everything was correctly like measuring my sandbag to make sure it's like the correct circumference like my box is the right height my plates all weigh the same everything's like marked to a t and like somebody else is reading the standards while i'm reading the standards like it is a team effort and there's absolutely no way i would have qualified without them <laughs> uh uh um the the tony tone uh kyra's deadlift was fucking smooth at the at rogue you have, did you have a good deadlift at the Rogue? I did. I got top five, fifth place. And yeah. How much? How much was? How much did you deadlift? Three ninety five. Damn. Is that <laughs> was that? Is that a lifetime PR? Yeah. I don't like to deadlift that often, so that was pretty cool to hit. Um, my back usually hurts really bad, and so we usually don't go that heavy. And it was it was a nice little nice PR for me for sure. What did you say about your back? Like anytime I deadlift, like if my background's like this much, I'll just yeah. immediately drop it. I'm like, that's not worth it. So like we don't, oh. we don't max out. Like Kiefer never really has me max out on anything, and we just work like reps over weight. Just because I'm what strong about, enough, um, and I just need to be able to move it more efficiently. What about um uh um I'm gonna go back to the the rogue thing, but what about deficit uh deadlifts? Do you do those? You mess with those? Mm-hmm. You do mess with those. And, yeah. and what about what about odd objects? Do you do that too? I love odd objects. Yeah. So, so when you do odd objects, your back has to round. I had Rob Orlando on, the strongman, and we were talking about that. And he's like, yeah, of course, you know. Yeah. Like, like you pick up a 200-pound a stone from the ground. 
I'll be more realistic. When I pick up a hundred pound stone from the ground, <laughs> my back is fully rounded, but, but my back feels great when it's rounded like that. I'm picking up this hundred pound D ball and I just love how it feels. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I think the same Do you thing, enjoy like, that? even if I'm you picking like up a hundred pound sandbag, like I'm hunched yeah. over like gremlin, but the second I'm like that on a deadlift, they're like, nah, it's not worth it. Yeah. It's weird. I, I, I wonder what the, what the story is there too, because for me, my back could go out so easy doing a fucking 135 pound deadlift, but a hundred pound D ball rounded over. I'll pick it up as many times as, as anyone wants. It's, it's bizarre, but I, but you're right. It's, it's, it's interesting. Someone's going to have to come on the show and explain that. Um, so, so whose idea is it that you enter rogue? Um, it's, it, it's, it's arguable, I think without any, heavy arguing that it's the hardest competition of the year because it's going to yeah. have the best girls there and um it's going to have the fittest women there who are on this planet with us and then yeah, there's going to be sure. the five of you yeah and um uh, who, whose so, idea is it like hey kyra you can be one of those five um i actually so again like last year i went to go watch it because we had ricky there and like wanted to go support him and then I was like, I want to be out here. Like, I'm calling my shot. I'm going to be out here within the next three years. And then ended up doing the qualifier because I felt fine coming off of the games on a team. And ended up qualifying, which is really cool. And then as the workouts were coming out, I was super excited for them. I was like, okay, like, our goal is top 15. Top 15. Keeper's goal for me was top 12. Mine was top 15. And then with the rain, they had to change some of my favorite ones into some of my least favorite ones. So it didn't work out as, as I wanted it to, but it was still a super cool experience. And especially to be like, I got like three top eight finishes against that field was kind of a confidence boost for me going into the season. But, but what about the qualifier? What, what was you, you, like you just said, your goal was to make it in three years and you made it in the next year. Tell me about the qualifier. How many workouts is it? Um, oh, I think there was six. I could be so uh, wrong on that, but I think there was six. Someone, someone will say in a second. Hold on. Uh, Mike Halpin. What's up, Mike? Uh, 32nd in the – oh, Mike, I need to send you a couple videos. Sorry. Remind Mike, send me a text. I want to send you a couple uh, screeners. Uh, Mike Halpin, 32nd in the open for Kyra. Oh, wow. Uh, 43rd worldwide in the Indy uh, qualifier this past year. She would have smashed uh, semis. Wow. Oh, that's interesting. It was why cool. didn't Why didn't you go – why did you go team – um, instead of taking another stab at the games last year? Um, because I knew, like, when Angela and I talked, like, I I never really thought of myself as a team athlete. I was like, yeah, like, it would be cool to go to the games, but, like, I really want to try it individual. And then I kind of sat down with Kiefer, and same thing, like, I could have been a bubble athlete and maybe go to the games, depending on qualifiers. And back then, like, I was not confident in my ability, to, like, at all. Or I could go train at Mayhem, have a really cool year and get some experience on a team and on the games and then try again for next year and hopefully be in a better position mentally and physically. And yeah, so any, any, regret, any regret that you went teams? Uh, no, I think I learned a ton. Um, I, I definitely got a lot fitter down there and like synchroing with them and seeing how they train. And I think it was a really cool experience that I'm, really thankful for but again really excited to go individual this year <laughs> did you train with the girls with uh, the baileys and the pages and uh the Haley adams maybe um, she wasn't Haley, there 
Haley was there like every once in a while, but I think she was just still like easing back into it. I talked to Bailey and Paige a lot. I adore them so much, but it was mainly like my team would train together. Just anytime like Angela was off work or like Sam was off work, we would just try to do a bunch of team stuff. Who is the other lady? Zoe Jones. She, Zoe her Jones. and Sam are dating. So like they're on the team again. Those three are running it back this year, just with a different female instead of me. Did you see Zoe and Sam? Did you see Zoe and Sam fight at all? No, not really. Yeah. Oh, not really. (laughs) I mean, everybody bickers. Like Angelo and I would bicker. Like you're on a team, you're spending yourself like the entire season together, and it wasn't ever anything bad. Just like Um, my way's better, this way's better, like stuff like that. Did did Kiefer hover and 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 get protective? Nope. Um, Kiefer was still my coach. Like when he came down there, he would still train me and we would still work on my weaknesses. Like we knew team was for the season, but like long-term focusing on like the next year for me. And so when like Angela was at work and we would do individual stuff, Kiefer was still there to coach me program for me and do what I needed to get better. Uh, but he never had to step in and be like, okay, boys, ease up. Or, hey, guys, she's not doing that. Or, no, he, he was good. Oh, no, he was absolutely not. He was like, you know what? It's team mayhem. Like, we're in their space and whatever they want you to do. Cool. Did, did you just go to Wadapalooza? Mm-hmm. Yep, I went on that? a team. It was cool. It was a what, lot of what? fun. I went with Sarwa. No, go ahead. <laughs> I went with two of my really good friends, Jesse Smith and Devin Kim. Oh, I saw the picture. I was one. I couldn't tell if that for sure was Devin Kim. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't recognize Jesse Smith just from pictures anymore. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. Those are, those are fun really gals, cool. right? So much fun. Like wasn't the weekend we wanted by any means, but we had so much fun together. We finally got to work out like last year at Wadapalooza. I told them we're going to do it this year together. So I'm really excited that worked out. Um, what did you find out from those two? Are those two gals going to attempt, um, Indy also? Uh, no, they're doing team again. Yeah. So Devin's on a team and then Jesse's on a different team. I think Jesse already announced her team because I think they just like posted a story over the weekend of her team together. Is Devin back on the team with the Weiss gal and the Chama guy? No. Nope. Minus Jorge? I no. I don't, I don't think so. D- d- different team. Is she That's still something for Devin to say when they want to okay. announce it. Okay. Okay. Fair, fair <laughs> but no, enough. I think fair Brittany's enough. back home. I don't think she's part of Invictus anymore. Okay. I really like Devin Kim. She's cool as I shit. I love Devin. We did Dubai yeah, she... together and then Waterpooza, so we got pretty close these last couple months. I love her. <laughs> yeah, she's fun. She she's she gives me hope for humanity. She's a cool chick. <laughs> she's really cool. Um, so, so going back to rogue, so you want to do it. And, um, so however many workouts it is, they get announced and then you're doing them and uploading them. Yeah. For the qualifier. Yeah. For the qualifier. And, um, how does that work? Is that, or do you just have shitloads of anxiety? Are you, are you leaderboarding? How do you know when you finally make it? How, tell, tell me about that whole process. Did you ever have any fuck ups where you're like, you start OCD and you're going back and forth, making your shit was uh, sure your shit was uploaded. Oh, the entire time. So, like, it's a blind leaderboard until they finalize it and say these people are in. So, you don't know where you're at. <laughs> until it's all until well, that event is closed. That's a lie. So, once you, like, submit everything, like, the scores are due at this time, there's a leaderboard and you know where you're at. Yeah. But then they, like, 
they close it down. They're like checking everybody's videos and you don't know like what scores are being adjusted and like what's happening until it's actually finalized. And, and, and that gym had a mayhap, uh, mayhap, uh, a, a mishap either the year before or the year before that with a uh, poor Annika Greer had the, the upload mishap. Oh yeah. She forgot to submit her score two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Out of underdogs or she thought she did. I mean, it was, she it was thought a she pretty... did and then she did not Yeah. But yeah. And it was the last one too. Yeah. Yeah. And and so there's, so that, that, so there's that paranoia from oh, like, yeah. I was, like people around me. They're still everything. scarred. Yeah. Having like keeper, but like, I did submit it. Right. Like will you look and see that I submitted it. Yeah. <laughs> did you get any penalties um, in any of your workouts? No, no reps taken away. Nothing. No reps taken away. Yeah, good on you. Awesome. And um, uh, uh, who judges you when you do those? Um, for the most part, I do really like Keeper judging me. Um, but sometimes, like you know, when you're dating someone or like you love someone so much, and then you're like, I I know what you're saying and I know what you want me to do, but it's like worse when it comes from them. Mm. Like. And so, like, sometimes I'll have, like, Justin judge me or something. Because, like, if he's, if he yells at me, it's fine. But if Kiefer yells at me, I'm like, no, no, no. Please don't do that. <laughs> right. Okay. And, and, and what about – and I was also thinking about uh, what if he has to no-rep you? Oh, that's fine. I don't care. If somebody no-reps me, I'm like, I would rather do the rep right now versus get docked and get, like, 10 seconds taken off of it instead of two seconds to repeat the rep. How long have you been growing your hair? Their extensions. Oh, my real hair is actually just like up to here oh how does that work how, how they just attach it to your other hair mm -hmm. oh, yeah but i've had extensions for like five years now i think oh your hair is amazing thank you yeah uh what's the girl's name who had amazing hair rapunzel is that did rapunzel have amazing hair yes she you did could, you could you could play uh rapunzel okay so then so then you get so then you get in and, and what place do you get in at when you qualify out of the five uh, gals you get in so actually what happened was, um, so top five, it gets published, right? Like I'm fifth and then there was a score mishap. And what happened was after the score mishap, like they emailed me, I accepted it, like signed my waiver, all this stuff. And then a, they like sent an email out saying like something happened with the scores. Like somebody put their overhead squat in kilos and it wasn't converting to pounds. And so when they fixed that, Christine Kohlenbrander jumped up above me. So I moved down to six. Oh, man. Yeah. And so, like, I woke up. Do you cry? Like, Do you cry? I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I woke yeah. up to like a million texts, like saying, like, I'm so sorry, like all this stuff. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Like, what's happening? And like, I looked and I think I was like on my way to like the track or something. I think I just like pulled over my car and I was like, okay, like, it's fine. You have next year. And then, like, Five minutes later, like I got an email from them and they're like, no, you're still in. I was like, oh, my God. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think we ended up like tying for points. So they were like, you know what? Like, um, you're still in. Like, everything's good. We're going to take the top six instead. So you never got an email from them saying you were out. You just assumed it because of the flood of I'm sorry's. And then you looked at the <laughs> leaderboard and saw you were six. Yeah. Yeah. I was just talking about this phenomenon with someone the other day. It's so weird reacting to things because you really, you don't, we don't know shit. Yeah. Until somebody that's actually like in charge of it tells you, yeah. you never know. One time um, 
we thought our dog was dead. We have, I live in a, a neighborhood with tons of coyotes. We searched oh, everywhere for my dog. He's a little 14 pound dog. We searched everywhere for him. We always had this coyote fear. Our neighborhood has tons of coyotes. You can hear them whooping and whopping at night and going crazy. And we have tons of big birds that could easily carry our dog away. And we thought our dog was dead. We searched everywhere and we go to bed that night and my wife's already, I'm all, my wife's already, I think, collecting the dog bowls and leashes and like all that. And, and we're a mess, right? Oh we're my a God. Mess. I'm literally tearing up right now, but I'm, <clears throat> I'm assuming that your dog is alive. So I woke up in the morning and I go out to the car and the fucking dude sleeping on the driver's seat, frozen, frozen. It doesn't get that cold in California, but he was, he was cold. He wasn't okay for a few days, but we found the dog. Wait, how do you get in your car? Because whenever you open the car door, he wants to go, but sometimes he can't go. So he probably hid somewhere in the car, like under a seat or something, right? But I had checked the car. I thought I had checked the car thoroughly, and my wife had checked the car. But there he was in the car. Or or maybe maybe he did die, and God put him in there. Right, right, yeah. But he's good, right? But he's good. Well, he's dead now. Then then a a couple years later, we were driving home from L.A., and he died in my wife's lap a few months ago. But, but But that was okay. I mean, it wasn't okay, but it was okay. What but was now, he's not com- now he's not coming for sure. I buried him in the backyard. What was his name? Uh, Paramesh. Paramesh? Yeah, Paramesh. That's a cute I, name. That's I different. Named, I love I had, that. I had named him uh, Salvador. And my dad told me we have a, I have a cousin named Salvador, so I could, can't name him Salvador. Yeah, and that's then fair. I remembered you can't name my a dog wife. after anybody you know. You can't. Is that a rule? Is it disrespectful? My dad said it was disrespectful. I didn't know. I, know the, I didn't even know I had a cousin. But like, you don't want to be cuddling your dog and thinking of your cousin. It's weird. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so then, um, my, my wife did a backbending course in India for like six months where they basically teach you how to stand and then reach backwards and grab your ankles. That's a weird class, oh, right? Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> while she was there, there was a masseuse. And for $15, he'd massage you for three three hours. But the last 15 minutes of the massage, and the whole time he chants. But the last chants 15 what? minutes. What, like, what does he do? Some, some, something in Indian. He chants some Indian shit. But the last 15 minutes, he just massages your boobs. Oh. So I was like, wait, wait nice. a second. You paid this dude 15 bucks to rub your whole body down in the last 15 minutes. She rubs your boobs. He's like, yeah, but it's totally chill. He's just chanting the whole time. I'm like, all right. So I remembered that story and I was like, all right, I'm naming the dog after, after that guy. That's cool. That, that's a good guy to name after. <laughs> yeah. So Parmesh, yeah. You fondled my, you fondled my wife yeah. on, on, on a regular basis. That's what you want to think of every single time you look at your dog. Makes sense. Um, and, and you know, you know what my wife would do? She, she loved this. Um, she, she a little, she's a little rascal. Uh, other girls would be like, Hey, um, uh, where can I get a good massage? And she'd be like, oh, uh, Paramesh does great massages. And she said half the girls would come out like, and the other half would be like. <laughs> <laughs> Not knowing what they're getting into. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. She said he was totally chill. I'm like, uh-huh. All right, yeah, Give me fine. his number. I want to I talk to him. I want to talk. Uh, Mike uh, Poolboy, does he do balls? I, I, f- f- fair, uh, fair question. I, um. I, I, I don't know. Okay, so 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 then you go there, and um, you are you are in, you're at Rogue, and you're in there with the girls. 
yeah. Tia Toomey's comeback, Laura Horvat, uh, Danny Spiegel. You're just in there with just all the bulls. And 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 um, how long does it take before you feel at home? Um, I actually like. I would say like I knew a handful of them, so I felt pretty comfortable already. Like I saw them at semis. I've like met them at Wadapalooza, follow them on Instagram. So it was really, really comfortable for me, for sure. I never felt like I was in the wrong place. And are, were they nice to you? Yeah, everybody's so nice. That That's what I heard. All the girls, uh, 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 I feel like the younger girls were always like telling me how nice Ariel Lowen and Danny Spiegel were to them. Like if they see your new girl, they come over, they say hi yeah. to you. They're, they're Two like of my just favorites. Yeah. yeah. But I've, okay. I've already known them like before Rogue. And so it was nice just to see them and like catch up and just share the floor with them. And, 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 and your team, your, I don't know if it's your teammate, but your training colleague from underdogs is like a rising superstar. Alex, yeah. She's, she's yeah. going to do really good this year. We're all super excited to watch her. For sure. Yeah, Gazan. And, and was Alex at um, Rogue? Mm-hmm, yep. She was there. And and do you guys have a camaraderie? Yeah, we're um, we train together like here and there. She comes in a little bit earlier than I do. I like to like chill during my sessions, but I'll usually catch her on the back half. And if our training lines up, we get to work out together. But I adore her. She's so cute. She she kind of got thrown to the wolves when she was there. I think when she started there, it, um, it might have been Bethany Flores, Carrie Pierce, and Danielle Brandon. Mm-hmm. And so she's there with these three really unique characters who are just powerhouses, right, um, in the sport. And then um, were you there during that time too? Yep. So I joined Underdogs oh, like right wow. after she joined Underdogs too. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so you got to wait. And you would be in there with with all those girls? Mm-hmm. Did you learn a shitload from them? Oh, a ton. Like, even Carrie will come in now, and still to this day, she'll be everybody in a workout, just randomly. <laughs> but I just, I loved it. And, like, catching up with Bethany and everybody at Rogue, you just learn a ton. And I was really thankful for that, for sure. I think that's, like, that's definitely where I learned, like, to not be scared of, like, who you're competing against. Like, they're all just human, and they're really great people, and everybody wants to be at everybody. How did how did the drama uh, with um, Danielle Brandon uh, did that affect the the training there? How did that affect the mood there? Or with even with um, uh, is is Delugos back in camp? Uh, yeah, Matt actually just started coming back. Oh, is, oh okay. I was going to ask you if he's going to try for the games, but I got to ask him that, right? Yeah, you got to ask him that. Okay, you're a good gal. You're what a good girl <laughs> you are. What a good community member you are. Um, how how was that? How was that drama? Did it affect you at all, or were you able just to just fucking stay laser focused, or did you even enjoy it? Like if I was there and training there, I'd enjoy the fuck out of the drama. Um, I think it just happened how it needed to happen, and I think everybody's you know happy now, and she seems like she's doing really good. Justin has a really good thing going with Alex, so did you the resent the fact everyone. that? Did you resent the fact that there was drama there? Were you like, fuck you guys? Come on, man. We got shit to do. The fuck yeah, are you nobody guys likes doing? drama. Nobody likes drama at all. Like, we just all want to come and train. But, like, it's going to happen. When you have, like, a huge camp, it's going to happen here and there. And, thankfully, like, it got squashed. And, again, everybody seems like they're doing really good. Like, Danielle's with Coach L now, and she seems super happy at Rogue. And hopefully she has a really good season this year. Um, uh, when, when you came – why did you come – to underdogs and when you came there did you just not know anyone were you just green 
Uh, yeah, I didn't really know anyone. So I, so again, like I was in Salt Lake, like six hours away and I had visited a friend out here and then he told me like, what year was this? 20, 2020, it was right before Wadapalooza, no, 2021 of December, right before like Wadapalooza when I did a team with Alex and Ali Scuds. Okay. Um, but came like visited, really, really loved them, like really wanted to like take it seriously and um, make the move out here. So like, I'll say two weeks after I went home, I got on a call with Justin Cotler. I was like, hey, like I would love to come out there. And we talked, he said I could come out here, like, um, put my house up for rent, like, gave my boss a month notice, and I was in Vegas, and I loved it. Um, you owned a house. You own a house. Yeah, I owned a house in Salt Lake, and now I own a house in Vegas. You own two houses. No, I sold the one in Utah. So oh, now oh, I just okay. own this one. <laughs> yeah. Do you regret selling the one in Salt Lake? Do you wish you would have kept it and just rented it out? No, I rented it out for a while and I oh, will never, yeah. ever rent it out again. Like the renters that I had and like I had a rental company deal with it too, but I must have just gotten the worst luck ever. I was so happy to be done renting it. Oh, they were paying in the ass? Everybody was. Yeah. So when I sold it, I was really happy. I was like, I'm never going to do that again. Like I'm just going to buy my house. And when I'm done with this house, I'm going to sell it before I do a different one. <laughs> And and when you when you bought your house, did you do all the adult stuff like like you went to the bank and got the loan and like you met with the real estate agent and like you sat yeah. around and signed that big stack? You did all that. You did your dad help you or hold your hand? Nope, actually, I my dad didn't know that I was buying a house until I posted because it, it was like a brand new house, and so I posted like the process of it on Instagram, like when it was just. Like, I don't even think I had like drywall up or anything. Like I posted a picture in front of it and like with a thumbs up and my uncle sent him the picture and he was like, did Kyra buy a house? And I got a phone call from my dad. I was like, oh yeah, I did that. I did buy a house. Wow. Like you literally will like call me and ask if you can, if you want to go like on this vacation and take like an extra day away from work and you didn't ask me to buy a house. It's like, I just wanted to do it. (laughs) And you did it by yourself. You would save the money for the down payment. Yeah. Wow. I said, I worked since I was like a really, really small kid. And so like my dad's always like drilled that into me, like had a really good savings, had a really good job after I graduated. And it was during COVID too. So everything was pretty cheap. Damn. Kiefer scored. Are are you and Kiefer going to get married? (laughs) If he asks. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Um, uh, um, uh, so you, 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 when you went out there to Las Vegas, I, I didn't, I'm not sure if I caught this. You went out there to scope out underdogs. Uh, no, I came out just to see a friend and then, okay. um, somebody was like, Hey, you should go check out this gym. Like they knew Justin and told Justin, like I was coming by. And I think it was during the Wadapalooza qualifiers actually. And everybody was just really nice, like super helpful and especially like bethany alex all of them like i just loved them i was like oh i want to be here like i've never like really got to train with a lot of girls and so just coming into a gym full of girls it was such a cool experience and especially and, and, carrie freaking carrie and, love her so just like so just like that you're you just you made the decision mm-hmm. and I, i've always wanted to like live outside of utah so it was a really easy yes for me there's this thing um that 
I do where like if I bought a new pair of running shoes, like I would be like, okay, I'm going to run three miles every day for, for a month to justify the $210 pair of shoes. Right. Um, and I'm just motivated by things like that. Okay. I'm going to, uh, I'm getting a new Apple watch. I'm going to try to see for a month. I'm going to see how high I can spike my heart rate. Like there's something has to be attached. You know, if I'm going to buy a camera, I have to do as much work to pay, get money back to pay for that camera that I didn't need. Makes sense. Yeah. When you make this move to underdogs, um, uh, well, let me go back a second. Do you know for sure because of your dental hygienist that you can get work anywhere? Um, depends. So, like, when you're graduating, you have to take, like, your board exam. And huh. there's two different tests you take, and that depends on what states you can move to. And so, thankfully, like, Vegas was one of the states that I took. And it was a process to change over my work, for sure. Like, Vegas, you had to print everything off. You had to, like, write it, like, handwrite it out and mail it in. You couldn't email it in or anything. So it was a pain. It took about a month process, but I started working right away as soon as I got here. Okay. And what, did that play a pivotal role in you being able to move that you could get uh, work there? Yeah, for sure. And that's, that's one of the reasons why I chose dental hygiene. Like it was really good pay. Um, didn't have to work like holidays or weekends and I could just temp wherever if I wanted to. And you like seeing plaque explode. Yeah. 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 And shots. Yeah, uh, Love giving shots. And the shots and the shots. Yeah. Um, and um, so, so you go there and do you make any deal with yourself at that point? You're like, okay, this is a pretty big commitment. I am for sure going to give, I, I've only been giving 98% to get to the games and now I'm going to give it that extra 2%. Um, I thought I did back then. Um, you thought you were make you did make kind of a mental deal like that. Like, Hey, this is a pretty big commitment. I better. Yeah. But then I like, I was like, Oh, okay. Like instead of working four days a week, like I'm just going to work three and then train with them like one day during the week and then on the weekends. And so like, to me, that was a really big commitment, but it wasn't until I think Kiefer started taking over my programming where like he and Justin sat me down and they were like, Hey, like you moved out here to train with the underdogs, not go work and then train when they're done. Like if you want to train, like you need to train with them and get better. And so it wasn't until that moment where I was like, okay, yeah, like I am making a little bit of a sponsors, like, I can reduce my workload a little bit and then just training with everybody. I could see how much better I was getting. And I was like, okay, this, this makes sense. And, and when you came from um, Utah, did you have a boyfriend over there? Mm-mm, nope. So you just came free. Just like, did you have any dogs at that time? Yeah, I had rogue my little Frenchie. Okay. And, oh, or that's the one. <laughs> Not <laughs> yeah. Frenchie. Yeah. Those dogs are wild. That's a I that's a high him. maintenance dog. You oh, do love him. He's literally my pride and joy. And then we have a new dog, and she's a pocket pit bull, and her name's Billy. Oh man, I don't approve. They're of so cute. Of oh, I don't approve of those dogs. Those are. <laughs> Next, you're gonna get a boxer. Then we're gonna have all sorts of problems. I can't stand. I want boxer. a third dog so bad, but every single oh. time I send Kiefer one, because like I follow a lot of like foster places. Oh. Every single time I send Kiefer one, he's like, "We travel too much." I'm like. I could quit CrossFit and just help out with all these dogs. Like, that's hey, okay too. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. And it, it might not resonate with you yet, but it's going to. Oh, no. Meanwhile, I had three Great Danes. Oh, I love Great Danes. And 
and then I saw the way my wife acted around the, the, our little dog. And it was just, she was just so weird around the dog all the time. She was just like, it was like you said, she just lived for the dog. It was just always yeah. everywhere we were. It was always in our shit. Oh yeah. And like, and, um, Like she'd be working out in the garage and the dog would interrupt and she wouldn't get mad. Like I'd fucking kick a dog across the room if it interrupted my work. I'd kick a kid across the room, kick my own mom across the room, interrupt me while I'm working out. But but she, fuck, this dog could do no wrong. But as soon as we had kids, like I realized that's what, that's really what she needed. I mean, she, we didn't have kids till she was 39. So I'm telling you, you better be careful. You're going to end up with a kid soon. No, I don't want a kid soon. Mind you. Yeah, dogs you do. You don't know it. I'm telling you. <laughs> you know you do. You just don't know it. I'm just telling you. I'm just no, telling you. It's, both of my sisters. It's psychology one oh okay. All right. I can't. Right. I'm not responsible enough to take care of a kid right now. I, it, and it, I love traveling yeah, way too. I'm not much. responsible enough to do fucking anything. I can't even sign the paperwork <laughs> on the house. I don't do any of the adult stuff. But I'm just telling you. I'm I, no. I, I know this. I know this. Okay. All right. I don't think so. Like every time I look at my dogs when I wake up, I'm like, I literally can't love anything more than I love you guys and literally everything. I understand. I understand. Okay. So so you go to underdogs and how do, who 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 decides who your coach is gonna be? Uh, I think Keeper or I think Justin was the only coach in house at that time. And so like I worked under Justin for a little bit. And, and where did Kiefer come from? So you're you've been there longer than Kiefer has. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 okay that's good um, and where did he come from so keeper is like co-owner of underdogs so he's justin's mm-hmm. assistant coach so he's like always worked with justin um he came out to wadapalooza with us and so we met him there for the first time two years so ago he was there but he wasn't there he was part yeah. of the underdogs team okay so he's part mm-hmm. of the underdogs team but he wasn't in vegas yeah and where so was him he and justin what where was he he was living out in boston at this time Oh, okay, shithole city. Go on. <laughs> so, um, came out. I'm, a little, I'm opinionated. He, I'm very opinionated. That's very okay. Opinionated. Okay. I think he moved out uh, March, so he wanted to come down here for the season and like help everybody, like for the game season semifinals and all that, and then ended up moving here too. And did he? Did he move out? Did, did when did he start court? Tell me about how. How does he court you? Do you court him? How did? How do you court an athlete? <laughs> You're gonna have you to know? get on the podcast and see what his answer is. <laughs> Which, do you know? Is is there like um? Is there like um? Do you remember the first time you saw him? Yeah. It, where was that? That was at Wadapalooza. And if you have ever seen Keeper, you know he hates like taking up space and like being in everybody's way. And so I literally he's huge. Don't think How the fuck yeah, is he huge. not? He's huge. Yeah. He's a big man. <laughs> but like. He'll, like, I think I would, we tried to talk to him and nobody knew who Keeper was. Like, Justin was like, hey, like, Keeper's going to be your guys' coach. And we're like, okay. And so I think we tried to talk to him. I don't think he, like, really talked to us. I was like, this dude hates me. All right, whatever. <laughs> but I just, I, he didn't want to be, like, in anybody's way and, like, be annoying to anyone. <laughs> so, so he was very mild mannered. Even, yeah. even, okay. And, and, and so when you saw, do you remember exactly where you were when you saw him? Probably in the warm-up area. It's chaos and, back there. That was my first year at Wadapuza, too. Everything was just chaos. When um, – have you ever seen, like, you know when you put your those those battery terminals on a battery and you get a – you know, was there any of that just right away? Like, you saw them and you're like, oh, whoa. Like, you're like, I feel something. No. I definitely thought he was hot, for sure. You did? Okay. No. It wasn't until, like, a couple – 
weeks later he came out to Texas and we just became like super good friends because there was a competition out there that he came to like help coach at and then he moved here we were super good friends wait wait um, wait 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 that's too fast too fast so so Wadapalooza there's nothing it's just no. like hi like even did you even hug just a handshake during uh, like probably not even a handshake like, I was just like I was yeah, okay. I was so new to underdogs like I was terrified to be like out in the elite division with these girls at that point Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, and then, like two weeks later, there's a TFX that competition in Texas. Okay, um, I don't know it, but okay. Yeah, th- I went out there and did it, and he flew in to like help coach. And then since what then, other we athletes were like, there? What other athletes were there besides you? Uh, Magalugas was supposed to go, but he ended up not going because he also did Waterpalooza, and so he was just there to coach me. Oh shit! So now he has to talk to you. Yeah, now he has to talk to me. <laughs> wow. Okay. So he gets out there and he's like, "Hi, I'm your coach. You remember yeah. me from Wadapalooza?" You're like, mm-hmm, "I remember you." <laughs> yeah, and then like ever since then we were just like super good friends, and it wasn't do, until do, I... do you guys do the stupid shit like stay up too late at the bar or stay up too late at the restaurant or like it's time to go but no one wants to go? Like it, when when does does that happen in Texas? You know how like Probably. boys and girls are. <laughs> You're just like, well, I'm going to sit or I'm just going to hang out. Just gonna I hang know it's out, four in the morning. Not yeah, go home, gonna, but... yeah. Yeah. Was it like that already there? No, I think there we were still. Did like, he have a girlfriend? Good friend. Uh-uh. Did you ask him? Probably. I don't. Yeah. He wasn't dating anybody at that time. Um, were you, were you in a mode where you were like, um, when you came there that you were like, listen, like I'm, I'm, I'm you, but talking to myself, listen, Kyra. You have shit to do. You are. Amb- I'm, I'm an ambitious uh, woman, and uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not letting any boys in. That's just the way it is. No, boys I didn't all flirt over. with him at all on that trip. So like that didn't even cross my mind. I, like, I know, was- but prior to that, like the year prior to that, had you are had you did, did you have a wall up for boys? What I'm saying is, is had you no, you didn't. So you weren't like because you know how some athletes will do that. They'll be like, I'm not doing. There's no. There's no. Uh, no. No. There's not gonna be any boys in my life. I'm. I'm just focused on winning. No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so, so you were you were chill. You were chill until Ashley Collar started pushing us together. Until we no were like, shit. you know what? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's great. Not, hey guys, it's inappropriate for the coach, but like, hey, you guys need to. Wow, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fuck, I love it. That's some Greg Glassman shit right there. Wow. Okay. Um. So so you go to Texas and you hit it off, and then um, are you after that? Or are you just? You, you guys both fly back to no no he goes back to boston yeah he goes back to boston and i come back to vegas and then like a month later he's driving from boston to here to move oh shit have you have you ever asked him like did he come out there i'm assuming you guys have talked did he come out there just because he knew he liked you and he wanted to be with you no he was he was just out there to coach <laughs> come on no i'm serious I wish I would love if he admitted that, but it was not the case, oh, unfortunately. Okay. When you heard when you heard he was coming, were you um uh were you excited? You're like, oh, this is really cool. This guy was cool. Let me get to spend time with him. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely exciting, but more so like the fact that I was gonna have a coach out there and like that wasn't okay. the norm for me. And so that was pretty cool to be like, oh, like I'm actually gonna like have a coach at this competition. You weren't talking to him on the phone every day for an hour the, the month building up to him coming. Nope. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. Okay. 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 All right. So, so then he comes out there and um, he's your coach. And um, do you, um, do you have to talk about, do you talk about it or it just happens? 
that, just one day? What? Like, do you talk about it? Like, does he say, Hey, I, w- I would like to date you. Is it like w- weird like that? Or is it just one day you have your hand on the bar and he puts his hand on the bar and you guys look. Like, yeah. Oh, that's exactly what happened for sure. Just was it more like, like that? that? <laughs> was um, it like I that? Actually, I think, I don't know. I think we were just like super good friends and we're hanging out all the time. And then, um, again with the wonderful help of ashley literally probably yeah. every single day we'd be like is this happening you should ask her out like keeper you should kiss her and we we're both just sitting there like okay and then one oh, day like, shit. like you know what like let's go on a date like, like you're in the fifth grade see. like you're yeah. in the fucking fifth grade she was doing you guys like that oh <laughs> shit wow but hey it worked out for the best we've been dating for over a year and a half now we have two dogs together we have a house so yeah wow congratulations for sure and if you've seen him yeah great job you scored (laughs) you scored oh yeah um what about um uh does he have any other athletes yeah so he actually coaches 90 percent of the athletes that are in house right now yeah so Justin has Alex and Raph, and then Brendan has Matt and Omer, and Keeper has everybody else. And does that give you like like I was trying to get with my wife for like five years, and she had a boyfriend, and she's like, hey, she would have to tell me like once a month, hey, dude, chill, I ain't, I I ain't getting with you. I'd be like, all right, and then I wait like another month and try again. She's like, nah, nah, be cool. I got a boyfriend. So now that I'm with her, like, I know that's her, like, I know that if she's going to get with her now, it's been, well, now it's been fucking forever, but, not, but I, but that gave me a lot of like confidence, right? Yeah, for sure. In the Like I saw her character for five years. If she would have just been like first night, bang me, it would have been, I would have been like, well, shit, like, fuck the whole, I'd been like paranoid. She's going to bang some other guy. So you have comfort in knowing that he's not a flirt. Like he's not flirting with every female, like all the athletes and all these fucking pheromones flying around the gym um now that we're dating yeah 100 percent. before absolutely not he was the biggest flirt in the entire oh. world just not like towards his athletes <laughs> so, oh, oh okay oh okay yeah, yeah. okay so, okay all right all right wow um do you like vegas i love vegas yeah um i we actually um so from Wadapalooza last week we flew into salt lake just to pick up my dogs and drive here and there's a ton of snow there and I absolutely do not miss the snow. So I'm loving Vegas right now. Wow. I, I don't uh, – when I think of Vegas, I just don't think of it as a nice place to live. Tell me. Sell me on it. What do you like there? You have to come like visit. The, you, you come like visit. The, you, Stay with Keeper and I. We love entertaining people. But what do you what do you like about it? You like the people? You like your coffee shop? You like um, you like that there's no traffic? What do you like about it? The weather? All, all the above for sure. I mean right now, right, like – I am just here to train for the most part, but we live 15 minutes from the strip. There's always something to do. The restaurants are amazing. Like anytime somebody comes into town, whatever show they want to go to, like it's there. It's so easy to entertain people. Yeah. So that's awesome. So culturally there's, that is true about Vegas. That's, that's one of the things that's kind of like, I guess, culturally there's a ton of shit to do. You can, you Mm -hmm. can see plays and comedy comedians and you can do it all. And the food's amazing. They bring in the best food, food from amazing. all over the world. Might be the best yeah. restaurants in the world. Whatever you're vegan or you only eat lobster, they got it. They literally have everything. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Yeah. 
Um, and um, so now you uh, Waterpalooza is over, and um, do, do you make some lifestyle changes or choices? Like, is is it like focusing in now? Here we go. Where when, when do we enter this games funnel? Games like mode. this year's Waterpalooza. That's what we're talking yeah, this, about. Yeah. So okay. the, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So this year's Waterpalooza is over, and are you? And you see the open is is coming. Have you registered for the open yet? Not yet. No. Okay. But you, but, but you will. And yeah. yeah. Um, and then um, when when does it like it's like serious as a heart attack time, or does it never get like that? Um, I think. I mean, obviously, like we've talked about like my goals and everything, and then up until three days ago um i didn't know if i was going individual or if i was going to be on a different team so there's like a bunch of conversations and the team that we were thinking of like unfortunately didn't pan out and so like as of three days ago like it's now all in like just thinking about I got the, the season i got i'm getting the impression though in the first hour and 20 minutes i but i could have easily misread you i'm old <laughs> and there's a third podcast today i got the impression that you weren't in, really interested in team I wasn't until a really good team came along for like the mm. chance to win. And I was mm. like, damn, this is going to be really hard to train oh. down. So like we all oh. got together, started training and then it just, it didn't work out, which is fine. You know, I, you actually like got said, together with the team. Yeah. And then oh. everybody just kind of wanted to see how like water played out. And it was it, you and Carrie Pierce. And who are the, who are the boys? your guess is as good as mine name two of them i'm sure it's probably that (laughs) was it can can you give me any hint is is the team still going but just without you uh no uh everybody's going individual no shit you guys all wow wow well hopefully everybody's going individual everyone's attempting to go individual i think so yeah wow but but it was a but it was a bunch of good people who you thought well shit we could fucking we can get on the podium we win this it would literally have been like the only only reason I would have done team again for sure. Let me think. Let me think. I need <laughs> I need some help from the audience. I need a life uh, a lifeline. Okay. And, and and are you um I'm I'm also sensing that you're glad you're going individual but it's more stressful. Yeah, it's definitely more stressful um you know cuz now it's just like relies on you like if I were to go team there's a 99.9% chance like we go to the games. Now I feel like I'm I'm still like a bubble athlete for sure. So now it's like I need to make sure everything's great. Like that weekend has to just line up perfectly for me. So it's more stressful. And now it's like, okay, like I have to, like that has to be in the back of my mind where it's like, if I want to get there, I have to do everything I possibly can in training today. What does that look like? What are the things that you're like, okay, I'm going to have to really fucking put my head down and get this this done? just just do it given like the extra one percent like my metcon instead of like hunched over the chalk bucket right like just get up and start doing reps um a little bit higher like rpm on the assault bike just little stuff like that like i just ali weiss just came and moved down which i'm super excited for so like her and i are just going to be leveling each other up for these next couple months and it's going to be so much fun it's gonna um, hurt so bad, but I'm so excited. Yeah do do you get um do you get scarred um from from that from workouts like if, if on Monday you get on the assault bike and and it, let's say you do some crazy assault running assault bike running workout and you're just like twenty for twenty minutes after you just don't feel like Kyra Milligan mm-hmm. do you, do you get scarred and like and then on Tuesday are you like fuck 
you get there oh. and you're like, oh no. 100%. I mean, yeah, two days how do you ago, I fell that? from the top of a rope with a weight vest on and just like yeah. slid my hand down. And now I'm like thinking about the next time I have to do a legless rope climb. And I'm like, I really don't want to do that right now. Um, tell me about sliding down. So you were warring and telling yourself, hey, you got to go to failure. And, and it, it failed. No, I wasn't even at failure. Like I hit it and I was supposed to come legless down. And like for some reason, like my pinky wrapped around the rope, but the rest of my hand didn't. And then I just couldn't get my grip. And I was in a weight vest, so I couldn't drop. And I was just sliding down the rope. And I was like, this is it. My hand hurt so bad after that. <laughs> wait, wait, can I see them? Are they burned? Oh, no. They're totally fine. Like, it hurts to, like, put, like, pressure on. And they're super shiny. But thankfully, like, nothing nothing gross like what you saw at semis this last year. I was able to hey, do, so, like, toes bar and everything today. So, it's all good. <laughs> so, it felt like they were on fire, though, when you came down. It was so bad. And then we went to a movie yesterday. And I got popcorn and I totally forgot about it. And I like reached in with this hand and yeah. just saw it got on everything. And I was like, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Crazy. Did you ever burn bugs with a magnifying glass? Did you ever burn yeah. stuff with magnifying glass, paper and leaves and bugs? Did you ever put it on your fingernail? No. So I would do that. I'd put it on my fingernail, but by the time it hurts and you stop the pain goes, it's like an ice cream headache. The pain keeps going for like another 15 seconds. Yeah, it's so it's really bad. But I kind of think of it as a, the rope burn. But you just keep doing it over and over. But I think of the rope burn like that. Yeah, it wasn't fun. Like, like just, I would think it was fine, and then I would just be sitting there, and then like for a minute at a time, it just felt like you were putting your hand on like a hot burner, and you were just leaving it there. But like so it what looked is, fine. It was just painful. <laughs> how do you how do you push through that? How are, how do you push through those those scars? Um, well, I cried a little yesterday, and then I just sat on an assault bike instead of doing my Metcon. But we're better today. So. Yeah. Um, does do, do, would um how's how's Kotler? Is he heavy handed? Like, would he ever come over to you like and see you're not doing your Metcon and be like, "Hey, I'm really disappointed in you. What are you doing?" Uh, no, nope. no, no, no. <laughs> I Keeper would probably say that to me for sure. Um, yeah, I I mainly just kind of do whatever Keeper says, and then. I don't think Justin's ever said that to me. Hopefully, at least. Uh, um. Uh. I, I was. I was part joking around, but part not. When. When. Um. There's some footage out there of. Uh, of Ricky doing the snatch at Wadapalooza, and then he does the hang snatch, and then he was supposed to squat to get some reps in case to, to beat tiebreaker, and he didn't. He slammed the bar down, and afterwards you see Kotler like giving him like the dad talk. Oh like, yeah, dude, what yeah, the, for like, sure. I mean, if doing, Justin, dude? if Justin was my coach, I'm sure he would also give me those talks. But yeah, where it's like all keepers like full hands on, like Justin has his athletes and keeper has his keepers. Keeper would definitely yell at me if I forgot to do overhead squats too. He would. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> when you say that, um, Allie and you will level each other up. Um, I I, I guess that's a massive accountability thing because yeah. you have to know. That if you slack, you're not only letting yourself down, but you're letting her down. Well, also, it's just like, it's hard to slack. Like, if you're going head to head with somebody who's like, like, we're both really good athletes, but we're both like different athletes. Um, but like, if you're going head to head with somebody and it's like, oh, I don't like, if she is supposed to beat me in this Metcon, like one, I don't want her to. But if she's going to, I don't want it to be by that much. 
So like, even if you want to slack and you think you're going to slack, three, two, one starts and you're not going to anymore. It's just painful. <laughs> when you're when you're doing um, uh, a Metcon, um, do you um, how, how do you know what's real to slow down and what's not real? So um, I had this guy on the podcast. He broke the 50 mile world record and for running and I, f- I forget but like at mile 27 he started having this thought that oh he should stop and, and stretch and i'm like how do you know if that's really you're supposed to stop and stretch or if that's just your brain fucking with you trying to come up with an excuse to quit like how do you how do you know w- which thoughts to listen to and which not um he I said he I'm doesn't only... know he said he said by the way this guy just said i have fucking no idea yeah and i, I still feel like haven't I figured have that no out idea either um there was only one time that I've ever actually had to stop at Metcon. Like it was, I, I don't even before... mean stop. I mean, even, I mean, even slow down. Like, how do you know, even like, how do you know, like, how do you know, why not just come out hot and just fucking let the wheels fall off the bus early? Like don't even then you have to slow down all. and then everybody yeah. gets mad at you. So, but, but why do you have to slow down? Well, okay, let me go to this. Because why do you have to slow down enough to just hold on to it? Yeah. <laughs> is, is if it, I could go long? out hot and hold on, that would be great. But unfortunately, not that fit so we have to like pace it <laughs> do you do workouts every day where there's no pacing like is that part of the strategy of training is it like hey dude i, I know you're gonna want to pace this workout don't pace it just go and let's see what happens do you, do you um, have to do that every day not every day there's definitely some workouts like that like um today we had ones that was like every three minutes for five rounds and so you're like sprinting those three minutes so you could rest before you have to do the next one. So there's workouts meant for that. And then there's longer ones that you have to learn how to pace. It's knowing yourself as an athlete and then trusting your coach too. And, 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 and just not being, there's times though you have to push, like I'm guessing. And you're just like, Hey, that's not true. I can't push through this. Don't be a pussy. I actually can hurt a little bit more. Yeah. Keeper will usually like come up behind all of us and we'll say that. And usually we're, we think we're dying. Yeah. And then the second he like stands behind you, like you can always go a little bit faster. <laughs> yeah. That's scarring. Yeah. That I talked about. Yeah. That's scarring. Like he gets scarred. <laughs> yeah. For sure. You, you, are you, are you pretty, do you stay pretty injury free? Yeah. I would say for the most part. I mean, like everybody usually has like, thing little things here and there like i have some pretty bad elbows but like not too bad i was dealing with like a little thing before dubai with my back but thankfully it hasn't coming back and i just try to keep on top of my body work and listen to my body if i need a second and thankfully it's worked out for me this far what, what's an elbow problem what does that feel like you mean i think it's just like, like my grip like, it, what used to be like one of my um biggest weaknesses and so i think we just like worked so much on it and then also when i'm working like i have my fine motor skills for dental hygiene so -hmm. i think it's just a bunch of like overuse so it's just like nagging elbows like nothing bad just pain is it here or is it is it that is it this thing yeah it's like just everywhere (laughs) oh interesting depends on the day and what i'm doing (laughs) how's your pegboard good great that was actually one of the things that I was really excited for, for Rogue. It was supposed to be like high box jumps, pegboards, run up and down the hill. I was like, hell yeah, I'm super excited for this. Took out the pegboards, put in handstand walking. I was like, mm. 
nice. Okay. Because <laughs> that thing will cause this thing to flare up, just overtraining yeah. on pegboard. Yeah. I do. I really love like pegboards and like rope cuts and stuff. That's actually, it used to be two of my most hatred things to do. But I think we just worked on them so much that I got really good at them. And so I love seeing them in Metcons. Hey, that, that movement they did at the games where they got up on top of the box and did a pirouette and then cruised down the stairs, would you be able to do that? I think so. We've never practiced it, but I think so. I'd, I hope so. <laughs> and, and, and what about that other thing, that uh, uh, crossover double under? Oh, I love crossover dubs. Love oh, them. Okay. All right. That's the basketball girl in you. Yeah. I like, I like, like the odd different movements. Hey, do you, do you think you do, do you think you have something to prove? Like, do, do you think that there's like, is there some sort of ax like or chip on your shoulder or something you're trying to grind by being a CrossFit athlete? It seems like just so much work. Or do you think you, do you think you truly like it? Or do you think like you, you're, you're working on some demons? You seem like to me, like you really work it. Like you might not have any demons. Um, no demons that I know of, but I'm sure, I don't know, but I just, I truly, truly love doing it. Um, like after the games, I think we took like three days off and I was like, okay, like I'm really excited. I want to, like, I want to get back into training after rogue. We took a couple days off because I just missed it. And then after Dubai, I finally was like, okay, like I could take a week or two off in the gym. That's okay. But then like two weeks was enough. And I was like, I really want to get back. So I think I just, I really love it. I love being competitive. Would you ever go back to Mayhem for like a couple weeks just to train? Like, do you think that there was value in going there for you? I think it was cool. I think it's just too much of a travel for me, especially like having my dogs here. And when you fly there, you also have to drive another hour and a half to get into Cookville. But I think it was a really cool space for sure. Just being able to train with all of them was a really cool opportunity. And what was your, was that your first time meeting Angelo? Yeah, I met Angelo at Wadapooza last year. Oh, and when he was like asking me to be on team, and then oh, sorry, you broke up. Start again, Kyra. Is that was that the first time you met um uh, Angelo? Yeah, you guys just talked on. Yeah, we talked on the phone. Met him at Wadapooza right before the season, and then I ended up staying with him for three weeks for the open because you had to do the whole open out there, and then stayed with him for quarterfinals, and then for games training. Kiefer and I got an Airbnb out there with our dogs. And, and and how was that? What's he like? Exactly how you see on social media, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Really he is. Guy like yeah. loves his people. Yeah, cool dude. Did you loves do? The, did you do? And Kiefer, do you and Kiefer go to church? No. Mm-mm. When you went there, did you go to any church with any of the Mayhem crew? No. Prayer, pr- any prayer circles? No, not for me. Not even one. It wasn't for me either. But anytime they asked me to pray, I'd get stuck in the prayer circle. Anything no. to have Rich put his arm around me. Uh, well, it, it was great meeting you. Um, I'm excited to see uh, the journey. Thanks for doing this. Uh, I know Thanks we had to reschedule on. once. I, I apologize. Yeah, you're all, you're always welcome. You're cool as shit. Yeah, and and, I, and I look forward to uh, meeting Kiefer too. I've heard so much about him. And, um, it's cool to, uh, meet one of his athletes and, and, and I'm, st- I'm stoked for you. It's cool. I think the bubble athletes are where all the drama is and where the, all the excitement is up until the games are you're, so you're going to do the West coast semi, uh, 
West Coast semifinal if you make it. Yeah, it'll actually be super cool since it's back out in Carson and it'll be outdoors. I'm actually really excited for that. Uh, uh, pool boy, uh, Kyra's dope. Look forward to seeing you at the next competition. Ooh, Mike, actually, one of my first competitions that I've ever done a swim event at, he was there, and we both basically, like, drug each other out of the water because neither of us could swim that well. <laughs> How is that? You Do you work on that a lot? Yeah, yeah, we swim at least once a week. When I was out in Mayhem, we swam three times a week. So now I'm definitely more comfortable in the water. Still don't love okay. it, but a lot more comfortable. Do you have a swim coach? We did. So underdogs hired a swim coach for a couple months, which was super helpful. Yeah. But now it's just like a couple of the girls are really good swimmers. And so we'll go swim together and they help me out a ton. Awesome. Uh, CrossFat, uh, those quads sink like rocks. They do. I am built like a four by four. I'm not a runner and I am not a swimmer, but I will try really hard. Yeah. That's awesome. Good on you. All right. Cool girl. Thank you. Uh, tell Kiefer I said hi. Thanks for coming on. And um, hopefully, uh, if everything goes well, which I, I it seems like it is, I'll get to see you in um, Carson when I'm filming the behind the scenes there. Yeah, and uh, the CrossFit Games when you're filming yes. behind the scenes. I God, I hope so. God, I hope so. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't a dig at you. That was a dig at me. I'm one one step at okay. a time, baby step. My mouth could get Same. me in trouble, and you could never see me again. Yeah, I'm just putting it out there for both of us. So good. Thank you. I appreciate your optimism. <laughs> All right. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye. That was easy. That's a cool gal. Kyra Milligan. Underdogs Athletics. Kotler got good people out there. I should get DeLugos back on and figure out what the fuck happened to him. Fucking mental health issues and kind of vanished off the scene for a second. Who do you guys think was on that team with her? Who do you think? She's pretty. I, 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 it's had to have been Carrie Pierce. There's been rumors Carrie's going to go uh, team, and if she thinks they're going to win, I mean, I think that chick retired as the fittest chicken in 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 the United States. Yeah, she's cool. She needs um. She needs um. She needs a. She's going to get pregnant. She's not careful. I know these kind of things. I'm smart like that. Is she dating her coach? I think. It sounds like it. Or he's dating her or something. They live together. She likes him. She thinks he's hot. The other coaches were telling him they should kiss. God, I love that story. Being young is fun, isn't it? People telling you to kiss. I um I like that story this morning that Dylan told about Ariel about how her priority was like to get to the games. And then when she reworked her priorities, it happened. I thought that was dope. Josiah Rye. Hello, my friend. Uh, you were in quarter lane. Is see, uh, come by Woodland, uh, wildland CrossFit. Dude, you know what happened today? Uh, Josiah. Are you in Coeur d'Alene? This is one fucking icy spot. I've never been anywhere this icy. Uh, I rented this uh, Lincoln Navigator. You fucking can't even drive around here. Can't even get fucking traction on that. It's just sheets of ice. 
I fell down for the first time in my life. I fell down. I was walking out. Uh, I was at the uh, airport getting on the jet yesterday. God, that fucking jet was so fast yesterday. That was one of the fastest little jets I've ever been on. A little 11 seater. I was walking out to the fucking jet and I fucking slipped and fell on the ice. A good thing I'm fucking agile like a cat and fucking. I don't know what crossfitter. And uh, I did just put my hand down and fucking looked around and stood up. Oh man. So we loaded up the cars today. Greg and I uh, loaded up the kids and, and the chicks and the, the kids. And um, he, uh, he has like two expeditions or something here that have four wheel drive. So we were loaded up the cars and the driveway so slippery. It's so slippery. You don't even walk. Oh yeah. Look at tons of accidents. My five-year-old, five-year-old slipped on the driveway. Yeah. So we, I'm so glad to hear you say that. I thought you were going to be like, don't be a pussy. Um, so we, we loaded up the cars and we were going to do a bunch of shit. Um, we were going to go to the store and get a monitor. Uh, he was going to help me like set up a little podcast studio, like here at his house here. So whenever I'm here, I can just podcast. And then he said that there's a store here that I got to see called like outside 40 or North 40 or something. He said, it's a really cool store. And then we were going to take the kids to eat, which can do family shit. And we get the cars loaded up and Greg rolls down the window and he's like, dude, my guy here in town, like, I think it's like the, the groundskeeper said, Hey, I wouldn't go out yesterday. When we came back, we went to Washington. We came back to the, the airport was closed because it's so icy. So we had to land in Spokane. So we drove here. And uh, when we drove here, it was a four wheel drive car that brought us back to Greg's house. And when it went on Greg's driveway and Greg's driveway is not even that steep. Not even, I wouldn't say it's steep at all. And the guy slid down and the car, and, and then he he steered it while it was sliding and he steered it in between an expedition and a navigator and kind of just like stopped. Thought for sure he was going to fucking take out three cars. Oh, back 40? No. Outside 40? I don't know. North 40? Maybe it's North 40. I don't know. But he said, he said, I'll fucking lose my mind in there. He said, it's such a cool store. I buy the I buy the stupidest shit for my kids. I ordered some boots from Amazon, some snow boots, but they're not even snow boots. They're snow shoes. So my kids go out and play in the snow, and the snow just comes right into their shoe. I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck I'm buying. So I wanted to go there and get them like some some boots that like actually come up. Anyway, so so we got we 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 loaded up the families. We were in the driveway, we we're in the cars, and then we just got out of the cars and came back in the house. That's it. Sat on the table and hung out and laughed with Greg for two hours. Took a nap. Went back upstairs. He talked to me about probability and, and all sorts of fun shit. Then I went and took another nap. And this. All right. Uh, tomorrow, 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. David Pan on running for Congress in the 46th District of California. I'm going to really have to put on my stupid hat tomorrow because this guy's really smart, and I'm going to have to just, like, really take some deep breaths and be like, well, so what is Congress? Why are you running? But I think this dude, it, um, he's a professor of German at uh, UC Riverside, and I saw some videos he had on Instagram. Basically, I think this dude used to be a hardcore Democrat like me, and basically he's come to the – 
same understanding that I have that you can't fight racism with racism. And he sees it in the UC system that basically every single employee at the UC system has to take a stance on DEI. But, but, but they're, they're not really interested in diversity. They're just interested in you um, accepting racism as part of the entry process into the school system. That's supposed to be the diversity part. He's like, hey, that's just making us less diverse. So he's coming on tomorrow. That's it. Uh, we did a show on Twitter today that we did not do on YouTube. If you have not seen it, you should see it. The The best behind-the-scenes footage in the history of CrossFit has been captured uh, by Patrick Rios, Will Brandstetter, uh, and the Sevon podcast, and has been put together. You're not going to even believe it. It's with Jason Hopper, Dallin Pepper, and Ricky Mack from Wadapalooza, Tier Wadapalooza. It's so dope. I'm so happy uh, Sarah Cox over at CA Peptides insisted that we do behind-the-scenes or get something. She was like, hey, I just get something out of Wadapalooza to do it. So we did. It's unbelievable. All right. Uh, it's a game changer, by the way. It, it's completely, it was, I told you it was going to be a game changer before we shot it. And it's a fucking complete uh, uh, game changer, what we captured. Yeah, some, it, in, I wonder if anyone else is going to try to do it, but it's a complete game changer. Good job on episode six. Oh, thank you. I'm going to send you, Patrick, I'm going to send you this. Uh, I'll send you this Waterpalooza doc, private link to that too. It will be for members only for a week and then we'll set it for free. Uh, Savon, uh, we need a Sprague day in the life since you're in Coeur d'Alene. Yeah, I was uh, texting with James Sprague today. He said he'll be in town Monday, and I, I don't know when I'm leaving. Who else? There was someone else in the chat early, early on that I said I wanted to send a copy of the show to. Shit, I can't remember. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Anyway. Uh, if you want a copy of the Wadapalooza show and you want to give me feedback on it and tell me how great I am and how great um, Patrick Rios is. What a stud. I can't believe CrossFit got rid of him. Man, they fucked up. Oh, Halpin. Thank you. Halpin. Halpin. All right. Oh, fine. Text me. CrossFit, text me. Oh, me. Yeah, text me. Justin, I'll send it to you too. You're into that geek out show, but you're going to be blown away. This is fucking other world. Yeah, yeah. You text me. If you got my text, if you can text me, I'll probably send it to you. Or just get a membership and you get it a week early. Support me. And it's cool. That is one of the things I'm going to do with the memberships. Hopefully keep Rios on and have him keep making good shit. Yeah. Rios and his wife are insane, dude. They're such good people. Man. All right. Uh, dude, crazy. Uh, a little guy, too. Like, uh, And someone told me he snatches 235. I would have never in a fucking... And runs marathons. I would have never thought that in a million years. He looks like a little pinner skinny Mexican dude or some Italian dude. I guess he's a beast. Where's his clothes baggy and shit? All right, can I text on the show phone? No. Let me try. I appreciate you trying that. All right. I'll talk to you. Oh, you know what maybe I should do? What if I did this? Holy shit. This is a fucking brilliant idea. I should run this by Sousa. I'm trying to build up the following on Twitter because of what happened to Mark Bell on YouTube. So what if I what if I did a show on Twitter and gave the link out to all the people who text me from the Twitter show? God, that that fuck I I'm a marketing genius. Did I ever tell you guys that I was the uh 
chief marketing officer for the fastest growing company on planet earth. Philip, that's awesome. That's an awesome meme. All right. Uh, oh, that's sweet. God, I, I love it when people uh, are nice to me. Uh, Miranda Alcarez of Street Parking said she put a link to our podcast in, in their newsletter. That is fucking cool. That is so freaking cool. I can't tell you how many people just don't. D don't. They just don't. Douche nozzles. Always give. You always give. You never. You always give. It's so easy. Just give. It's so it's so easy. You'll feel so good. Don't expect anything in return. Just get rid of shit. Just be free of shit. Give your shit away. Give your shit like like if if you like if you make a movie thank like give someone a credit in it who who doesn't even think they're going to get a credit in it they'll they'll be stoked and you lose nothing it's nothing off of your back just give no i'm not going in. i don't think i don't think i'll go in person with greg you mean like have him sitting across from me we do the podcast across from each other no all right oh thank you christine thank you christine do you have my phone number text me for that uh, for reactivating your twitter account you get a uh, early, early, early copy. The super early copy of the uh, Waterpalooza. It, I think it could be released any any second now. Anyway, Patrick's chomping at the bit to get it out for the members. Dude, I want to tell you guys this too. Those people at Waterpalooza, Dylan and Sasha, they're so stoked. I mean, if I don't, I don't know if they're actually stoked, but they should be so stoked. Tears should be stoked. This this content is like. It's unreal. It, it is. Um, I T Tier should send me a check for fifty grand. They should send Sarah Cox a check for fifty grand. Fuck. It's it's fucking great. Hypes it up so much. Everyone, it's the kind of shit that gives you FOMO. Other athletes are gonna be like, "Oh shit, I want to be in that shit. I want to be. I want to work with Jason Hopper. I want to work with Patrick Rios. It's like that." All right. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.